It's a penalty harnesses the power of sport to prevent abuse, exploitation, and human trafficking. We're working to disrupt the fastest growing illegal business enterprise in the world while protecting victims and preventing trafficking through awareness and education because we believe prevention is better than cure. Hi everyone, welcome to the It's a Penalty podcast. Today on the podcast, we're speaking with Chris Godwin, wide receiver for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and his fiance, Mariah. Listen in, we hope you'll be encouraged. Sport brings people together. We stand with It's a Penalty against the exploitation and trafficking of vulnerable people. It's a penalty was amazing for us because of the scope, the passion, and the clear direction around human trafficking. We're enlisting the help of the community and our business partners so that we can teach them to spot the signs of human trafficking. We support It's a Penalty in preventing human trafficking. These crimes will not be tolerated. It's a penalty. Chris and Mariah, how are you guys doing today? Good. Good, thank you. And we just want to get started and talk to you guys a little bit about um, the Buccaneers, about filming for us for our anti-human trafficking campaign, and kind of see what you guys are up to in the Tampa area. Perfect. So Chris, I know that you heard about our campaign through the Buccaneers, and you stepped up and you said that you wanted to be an ambassador for this It's a Penalty anti-human trafficking campaign. Um, And I just wanted to ask why why did you step up and want to do that? What, what made you want to be a part of this campaign? I really saw it as an opportunity for me to kind of step up and, and to make a difference in, in a way that isn't, you know, pretty like that, that natural to me. Um, you know, and me and Mariah, we've kind of like, you know, briefly like heard about the, the dangers of human trafficking and just like how big of a problem it actually is. Um, and so I just felt like that was a way for me to kind of step in and, and help shed some light on, on a problem that's that, that's a lot bigger than people realize. Um, you know, we we know a little bit about the uh, the dangers of human trafficking. And um, like I said, it, it was a way for me to kind of step in and, and, and help shed some light there. And just bring awareness. Yeah. And like you said that you just um, kind of heard about this issue of human trafficking Um, You know, I'm sure you knew about it in the back of your mind, but what was it that sort of clicked in your mind when you realized it was a bigger problem than than maybe you thought? Uh, Really, um, like like when the when the team brought the idea to me, um, I I guess in terms of being able to help out, um, they were just saying that uh, the Super Bowl weekend is really like one of the biggest weekends for, uh, you know, for human trafficking Um, and you know, me just like knowing that stuff about like the Super Bowl, I'm like, all, all I think about is football, you know, um, but it, it makes sense how like why that would be the case in it. And it's really sad, you know, um, it's so, scary. Yeah. And, and it's really scary because it's not just, you know, a certain group of people like that are being targeted, you know, it's it, it, it impacts so many different people. It is. And when you think about it with a Super Bowl situation in a hosting city like Tampa, when there's an influx of hundreds of thousands of extra people, in addition to people that are in the city, you know, and as we know, there's parties that happen that week before the Super Bowl, actually several weeks before. And so sometimes in the back of our mind, we may not be thinking that this could be happening to people 
in the city where the Super Bowl is happening. So you're right. Yeah, it's it's really not a problem. Like I said, I'm I'm really glad to help. Um, and, and like I said, I think it's a much bigger problem than a lot of us, you know, even realize. Um, but I do I th think it's getting more traction. Like I know both of us, like we've been seeing a lot about it and you know as like scary as it is like i feel like it's good that it's just being brought to everyone's attention you know so absolutely yeah and with awareness you know one of the things we say at it's a penalty is that we believe prevention is better than cure so while you know there are people that are trafficked and children that are exploited and we want to do everything we can as a country and as a nation of course to help those children to help rescue them, rehabilitate them. But really, if we can prevent this from happening in the first place, that's even better, right? Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I think that's a cool thing about a lot of the campaigns and stuff that I'm seeing is like, like you said, raising awareness and also the prevention aspects, like sharing, you know, what to look out for, like what, you know, the methods that they're using, just all of those things that the average person would have no idea about. And I feel like it's good to get that information out to a lot of people, as many people as you can. Yes, absolutely. And you know, it's a difficult subject really to talk about. It's not something people really want to think about or talk about. And so that's why on, you know, with our campaigns, one of the reasons we love to work with NFL players when it comes to Super Bowl is because you guys have the face that everyone recognizes. So if they see your face on a poster or they see your face on a video, they're going to stop and say, hey, that's Chris Godwin, you know, and they're going to they're going to look and take notice. And then it's a way to get the message out far and wide to more people. So I know, Chris, this is this is your fourth year now playing for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, right? Yes, correct. So Tampa's been your home for quite a while. And you guys um, are pretty active in the community in the Tampa Bay area. And I know that you started a foundation, right? Can you tell us about that foundation? Yeah, that's correct. Um, our foundation is the Team Godwin Foundation. Um, and really like our, our biggest mission is to just provide at-risk animals uh, with, the, with the second chance through financial support and advocacy. Um, I think the biggest thing for us is, is the advocacy part and really just trying to, you know, similar to, you know, to you guys' calls, just trying to get the word out, uh, bring more awareness to the problems like that are out here and just get people more familiar with the idea of adopting the dogs over buying them from a breeder. And the big thing with that, um why he says like awareness is a big part of it is because the way that we got started in this was like us getting that awareness because we had no idea so when we moved down here it was like a year one right mm -hmm. yeah year one we were like all right let's get a dog you know we, we've always wanted a dog but we didn't want to get one in college when you're in like a dorm and stuff um so we were like okay let's get a dog when we moved down here and we just went to a pet store because we were just like you know you hear people say adopt don't shop but if you don't know what's going on in the animal rescue community you just think like okay those people just like shelter dogs what's the difference between that and a pet store dog so we just went to the pet store um and i we just loved our dogs so much and i wanted to you know get involved with more dogs so i i actually heard on a radio show about like the local shelter the humane society of tampa bay so i was like okay i'll start volunteering there and then that opened my eyes up to everything. And I learned like why adopting and not shopping is so important. I learned that like most of the dogs at pet stores are coming from puppy mills. I learned about the horrors of dog breeding and all of this stuff that's going on. And, you know, thousands of dogs are euthanized every day because there's no space and shelters for them. And people don't even know about that. So they just continue to go buy dogs, not even knowing that they're directly contributing to that. So that was kind of our you know, like wake up call, like we just had no idea. And yeah. so 
we just became a lot more passionate about the rescue community and learned from our, you know, blind mistake, obviously. And our second dog was a rescue and every dog from that one will be a rescue, but just things like that, just getting that information out to people. Cause even just opening people's eyes to that, I think will make a lot of people more sympathetic to the cause. Like once you understand what you're really contributing to when you go and buy a dog. So. Of course. Yeah, of course. And I'm sure to see that for yourself firsthand, like you said, with your second dog to go and rescue a dog that may have been in a shelter and then to give that dog love and to see it respond to the love and yeah. like start to flourish. Right. I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, that, that's exactly what it rescue is. Rescue dogs are different for sure. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's really cool too, because like you said, like you can, you can tell, like you can watch their progression from like when you first bring them home and like watch them get more and more comfortable uh, and, and just watch them evolve to like loving where, like where they live and being happy that they have a home. Like when we, uh, we brought our, our dog home from the shelter and the first thing she did was she went and laid on the couch and it's like, we don't know if she's ever- She would not you know, move. Like, like if just she's ever would not been move in a situation from the couch. Like Cause she was yeah. found as a stray. She was really skinny when we got her. She had um, like some skin condition that was making her like itch and just had her skin was flaking off. So, you know, we could just tell that when she got here, she was just very like, unsure if she was going to get to keep all of these like luxuries that she had now and she does not leave the couch ever <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I mean as you mentioned you know talking about learning about all of the ins and outs of you know how many dogs really are in shelters I'm sure finding that out and it really that's that education component you know like we were talking about with the Super Bowl anti-human trafficking awareness campaign it's very much similar in the sense that you know, people have to be educated about what's happening before they can make a difference. As you build awareness, as you educate people on what's really happening, you see a shift in mindset and then people can make a difference. So leading to that, I just wanted to ask, have you seen personally in your foundation, you know, given COVID-19 and what's happened with the quarantine and everything, have you seen an increase in people adopting dogs? Yeah, I think that, I mean, I think nationwide, that was something that you were seeing, especially on social media and everything like that. I know there was a big, um, you know, people are home more and they have more time and everything. And I saw a lot of people, I know the Humane Society of Tampa Bay here was like cleared yeah, for, yeah. yeah, for a lot of the quarantine, which is great. And I just hope that, you know, that momentum keeps rolling. And I hope that people just are becoming more aware of what, choice you're making when you get a dog because you really have you're either contributing to the problem if you go and buy a dog or you can really help contribute to the solution if you adopt a dog from a shelter or from you know somewhere like pet finder like all of these places where you can adopt a dog instead of pay a breeder so and so how can our listeners you know if they're in the tampa bay area how can they find out more about your foundation where would they go you want <laughs> 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 no, i mean the, the easiest way is going to team godwin uh, dot org. org yeah correct team godwin dot org is the website um and if you can sign up for the newsletter and stuff and obviously like you mentioned covid19 has halted a lot of stuff it has also halted our event that we were going to have this year a lot of our programs so you know, a lot of that stuff is going to be built out in the coming months as things hopefully slow down. Um, but signing up for the newsletter there will be a great way. And then Instagram, of course, um, Team Godwin oh, Foundation on Instagram. That's where we'll be posting. That's where we're, you know, doing a lot of our pushes when we help other rescue organizations bring dogs in that we need, you know, need to find fosters, need to find adopters, all of that stuff. So Instagram and the website are the two big ways to stay up to date and get involved. Um, and so like leading into that, if you if you could give advice to people listening who 
you know, are interested in getting involved in a charity like this, or they want to somehow help these dogs and maybe be a foster parent to a dog or, or help out your foundation in some way, what advice would you give them? Like, can you, can you just encourage people that, you know, if they were to help out what they're doing can actually really make a difference? Yeah. Um, and we were actually just talking about that earlier today, but a big thing that we want people to understand is, you know, I think that when people think about charities and foundations, they automatically think money. And so if you don't have money to give, you think like, oh, there's no way I can help. But sharing things on social media to help us raise awareness is completely free. Volunteering is completely free. You know, um, just a lot of things like that. Like we just don't want people to think that if you can't donate to the cause that you can't help the cause. Um, and there's a quote that I saw that I love that says, you know, please adopt. If you can't adopt, please foster. If you can't foster, please volunteer. If you can't volunteer, please donate. Like, you know, there's just so many. That's ways. great. Yeah. What were you going to say? Yeah, no, I was going to say, um, and I think like one of the simplest ways too, is really just like helping like spread the message. Yeah. Um, you know, like if you're having a conversation with like your cousin mm -hmm. and he's thinking about getting a dog and you're like, Hey, I, I think you should adopt. Like I, I yeah. heard all this information. Like I, I really think you should adopt like stuff like that goes a, a really like, yeah, away. we've definitely made impacts in both of our families, just explaining, you know, why adopting is important and then encouraging people to adopt in our friends circles and everything. So yeah. just doing all of that, you know, that's great. That's amazing. I mean, I think what you guys are doing is so important and it's such a big need, you know, because when there are these animals out there and they just don't have homes and then the shelters are at sort of a crossroads of what do they do with them, you know, to be able to have an ongoing influx of people coming in and adopting the dogs. I mean, that's just great. And I, I'm really proud of you guys for what you've done. I know that you work with athletes and causes, right, to help with your foundation. Um, and I know that Chris, um, Athletes and Causes runs the Project GOAT pro uh, project, which is an anti-human trafficking awareness project. Right. Um, and so then I saw a Chris Godwin goat that was a Penn State sort of styled goat. So what are these goats all about? Can you give us a... So the I know Project GOAT is the global offensive against trafficking um, and similar to what you guys are doing, just really trying to raise awareness and support um, if you want to talk about the goats specifically. Yeah, I mean, but... So like the, the ghosts themselves are, they're, they're really like sculptures. They're like yeah. literally like, goat I guess size. Like, like goat size. I would yeah, say like they're even size. bigger than a than little a bigger regular, than regular goats. Yeah. Cause we've yeah. been out to the farm where all the goats are. <laughs> yeah. But like, no, like they're, they're really, really cool. Um, you know, they have artists, you know, from all over come over and, and design these goats to, you know, to like whatever love likeness you want. So I have my own goat, which I think is awesome. Um, <laughs> and yeah. And it really just like helps like spread the message, you know, like when people see them, like you, like you, yeah, you're it's definitely something back. different. Yeah. And you're like, I know oh, like, what is that? Yeah. They've put them like a big display at the mall and stuff. And so yeah. or like we have some just like a different way. Yeah. Yeah. At our foundation yeah. events, we'll have them just a different way. Again, like I know they call it like an art based uh, campaign for support and stuff. Um, just getting people, you know, to be interested, like, what is this goat thing all about? Then yeah. you raise awareness about human trafficking. And then by selling the goats, obviously raise funds Money. for human trafficking. So yeah. it, it yeah. all ties in. So it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's a yeah. really good way to, to, to try to help. That is, that's a great way. And, um, and so I just, you know, I, I just want to thank you guys so much for being on the podcast with us. We, um, we really appreciate your time. We know Chris, that your schedule is crazy and busy, uh, but we appreciate you taking the time to, chat with us today yeah. thank you yeah, thank, thank you, you for, for having, having us, us. Yeah. if you want to learn more about the it's a penalty campaign visit our website it's a penalty.org or follow us on social media